we are experiencing a national moment of change. For some, it has been a singular sustained cry called out for generations and over centuries. For others, it is the first ring of a bell long unheard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, whatever your experience is, it's a time to stand up against racial injustice. We here at the Out of Practice Podcast pledge to stand up and support equality and justice. Please join us in raising our voices to support reforming our policing and judicial system. Participate in a peaceful protest. Support an organization committed to fighting for equality. Speak up and speak out. But most importantly, vote. Not only in the big national races, but in your local elections and primaries. Your voice matters and your vote counts. Black Lives Matter. Back in high school, each Sunday night, I'd watch the practice with none of my friends. I'd turn the dial to ABC to see the creep of the week that Bobby Donald defends. But I'm out of practice. With your host. Keith Barney. And Mike and Diglio. Way back in high school, most every night, my mom watched QVC, so I missed the practice. There was no TiVo, what could I do? Wait 15 years, get fat, then stream it. It's only week three of YouTube, and I already forgot I was on camera. (laughs) Rule number one of YouTube. Forget you're on YouTube. Welcome to the Out of Practice Podcast. We are a weekly podcasting recapping episodes of David E. Kelly's award-winning series, The Practice. We are up to season four, episode 12, entitled New Evidence. It is Out of Practice episode 73, and boy, is this a good one. How's it going, Mike? I'm very excited. Not only did you tell me that it's exciting, but uh, we had a dear listener write in, not but a few weeks ago, hyping this episode the big the practice post super bowl episode i mean how could you hype it anymore it was attached to the super bowl i do not remember that in any way shape or form however you mean the super bowl or the hype for the practice the hype for the practice but i guess because i wasn't an active watcher of the show all of the promos they ran through the super bowl did not appeal to me uh amazing you didn't remember a random promo from <laughs> run during the, the the least interesting thing about a Super Bowl, right? Is the promo for like the sh- the network's own show. So not the Super Bowl commercials, not the halftime show, not the actual Super Bowl itself. You don't remember from twenty years ago a show you didn't watch his promo. So the Super Bowl was still happening on Fox at that point. Uh no, ABC, ABC. This was ABC because th- this at this point ABC had Monday Night Football. Oh, right. So this was Al Michaels. Um, who called it with him? But anyway, so the, it was, It was. I think John Madden was still doing it, or was that? Dan Deerdorf? Dan Deerdorf? <laughs> I don't think it was that old. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Howard Cassell. 
Frank Gifford. And, All right. Anyway. We looked up the evidence today. It was the eighth highest viewed post Super Bowl hyped episode as far as viewers. That's go. right. Yeah. And as as Phoenix pointed out, it is also the highest rated episode of the practice all time. Keith, Which is so not we surprising. Made some eyeballs had, will be on this YouTube. A lot. I don't think our lead in is the Super Bowl. Oh, I think okay. the show. Can you imagine, like, coming up after the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show, the Out of Practice podcast? The only Super Bowl post premiere I remember was. I can't remember what year it was, of course. It was the one where the family guy aired after the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And they paired it with the pilot of American Dad, didn't they? Mm, maybe. I think so. It's possible. Yeah, I, I just don't... remember it was, they did the chicken fajitas, chicken vaginas joke in that episode. And my dad said, this shit is stupid. And he turned it off. That's what I remember. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Well, uh, yeah, so we have a lot to get into with this. I'm very excited about it, but we are going to begin, as we always do, with... Filings and subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas. We have a, we've heard from a bunch of folks um, now actually on our YouTube page, which if you're watching this, you're watching this. And if you're not, check it out, uh, because right below are all of the comment boards. And I remember, um, I think it was Jorge, we'll talk about Jorge later, uh, mentioned a while ago that he was wondering if we should set up a Reddit or a Facebook so people could talk about the episode. And actually, as it's turning out, this YouTube uh, sort of comment page is this a chance YouTube that people can do that. Thing. What are, what the is, YouTubes. We've been in, yes. expressly forbid from calling it the YouTube. The YouTube. <laughs> yes, Leanne, I know. <laughs> I, you know, I, I am actually not so old that I don't say the YouTube ironic or, or unironically. So you, know, hooray Keith, for you me. are a YouTube. Uh, what do they call it now? We are YouTube subscribers. We, Pay for the YouTube so we no longer have to watch YouTube commercials. That's true. I love how you said that in the royal we as if I weren't just glomming onto your account. <laughs> well, <laughs> come see, come saw. Hulu for yeah. YouTube. You know, that's how the kids are doing it anyway. Yes, exactly. So uh, anyway, so we've heard from a bunch of folks here. I'll, we just talked about Leanne, so we'll, we'll say she uh, said, Keith being salty with his wall sign, I didn't know I needed this. If you watched last week's episode, I did label the wall uh, because Phoenix gave me shit about it. So, uh, hooray, I'm glad somebody noticed <laughs> the stupid things. Uh, however, we have a rebuttal from Phoenix, not necessarily about the wall. But he said a couple of things, interesting things, actually. One, he said, damn it, I forgot about Boston Legal. I guess it's going to be a long time before I finally get that Quantum Leap podcast. Um, because, of course, if we're still doing this, if the universe still exists, which it's about 50-50 at this point, uh, when we finish the practice, we will, of course, have to do Boston Legal. But we do want to do a Quantum Leap one. Uh, I propose possibly that could be we could do Quantum Leap as a Patreon. Yeah, if people Although are interested. It's, it's sort of flipping the audiences. That would have a much bigger audience than this. Yeah. We should really go to the niche one. I don't we'll know. We'll just do it. I don't know. I keep sending Keith clips of Quantum Leap that I'm watching as I'm rewatching it on Comet TV. Uh, and 
man, it's, it's amazing. It's so good. It's in so really, many ways. really quite something. Uh, so Phoenix also has a, a has a suggestion. I don't I don't think we have a suggestion box, uh, but he I'll, all right. You know what? I'm going to call it a. Is this gonna make me mad, so, Keith? Well, no, no, not at all. I didn't. We don't have a suggestion. Maybe I should have done suggestion. Suggestion. <laughs> uh, but he says the links in the podcast description are a huge time saver, meaning bouncing uh, back and forth between the video and the audio versions of it because we don't broadcast the actual audio of the show itself, so that we don't have lawyers at our door any more than we normally do already. Anyway, he says the links in the podcast description are a huge time saver, but then there's no shortcut from when I transition back to the video. And he was, so in the podcast description on the, uh, on your Apple iTunes or on the anchor stuff, we can put a link back to the video that begins with the oopsies. You know what? My wife also suggested that. And I said, eh, but now eh. I'm going to hear about it. So, okay. Keith. Oh, I officially. Okay. We'll do the extra 30 seconds of work. Yes. Well, doing the extra 30 seconds of work is basically why our podcast now takes seven hours to do every week. There's a gigantic but, though. Because life is about compromises. Life is about okay. compromises. Okay. So, sorry to get into the weeds. A little behind podcast baseball. In order to get the exact live jump to the podcast from YouTube to the podcast episode... I right. can't actually grab that link until the episode of the podcast is live because it doesn't generate until the episode is live. Thus, in order to get the YouTube link correct, I have to wake up at 6 a.m. when the podcast goes live to get the link to put it into the YouTube before that goes live at 7 a.m. I I think maybe that's a... I, maybe. Maybe we could compromise this and no, 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 give no. you. Let me finish my compromise. Oh, okay, all right, all right. I'm willing to do that. <laughs> However, I'm just going to bump the premieres a few hours, so now you're not going to get your hot whoa, drop until whoa. 10 a.m. Nobody's Why getting don't... up at 7 a.m. to listen to the podcast, Keith. Nobody. Or, or <laughs> our our faithful listeners could still get the episode when they normally get it, but get give you a grace period of a couple of hours before that link Fair. goes live. Okay. Does... I love all, all right. of this. Well argued, well argued. <laughs> it's about oh as God. muddy as the image of your camera. Hey, you know, I, I ordered a new burn. camera. It's coming on Monday. I thought it was going to come yesterday. It didn't. So, uh, and then it's not going to make any difference because I'm still shot up into space and then back down, no matter how good the original signal is. Nobody cares. Blah, blah, they, blah, everybody blah. watches the show like this anyway, because they don't want to see what we got going on. <laughs> I'm sure. They've got some tape over. <laughs> yeah, great. Exactly right. Uh, also, Phoenix says, I speaking about last episode, Blowing Smoke, season four, episode 12, he said very interesting points on the MVL, Keith. You went several layers deep on that analysis, which I knew he was going to like because I it was, I think, the first MVL I've given out that wasn't results-based. We gave it to Helen Gamble, even though she lost because she did the good deed of prosecuting You gave it to cop. Helen Gamble. I did. I did. You gave it to your girlfriend, Lindsay. Well, she won. Well, she, yeah, she did. She did. Okay. Uh, anyway, Phoenix also has a lot of comments about the upcoming guest stars in this episode, but no spoilers. We also heard from our new friend, our great friend, Jennifer, 
who said, great show. Thanks for the shout outs. Unnecessary. Although you didn't use your thirsty bumper this episode, I said that I saw this and thought of you too. She sent a video clip of Dylan McDermott reading thirsty tweets, which are amazing. Perhaps next episode we will play some of those. That uh, because those are great. But in honor, I will play. Mike is thirsty. He's thirsty. Uh, I love how we have a one tiny little clip from Twilight in one of our bumpers. Yeah, it's an <laughs> Easter egg. It's a little. It's a little thing there. Okay, so I think. Th- oh, we also heard from a somebody new. My name is City P. Who pointed on? Who said that the practice is one of the greatest shows on TV ever in life? We agree. Hooray Hence, for that! We're doing a podcast. Hence, we are doing a podcast indeed. Well, all right. So now we have we have to hop back into the time machine, and we've talked about it a lot, and we're going to talk about it a lot more because this was January thirtieth, the year two thousand, the day of the Super Bowl. Wait, wait. So the oh, okay. before we leave filings and subpoenas, shh, are oh. we gonna hold out on uh, oh, Jorge? Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, so we have an important announcement to make. We have a new founding sponsor. Our good friend, old friend Jorge Novoa, have joined the legions of amazing people who have decided to financially support our little podcast, and we couldn't appreciate it more. It is very gratifying, and we thank you, and you deserve an actual introduction. <laughs> What's that? Oh, bring I the Mount Rushmore to. We got a pretty. The Mount Rushmore needs some carvings, so uh, thank you, everybody. We, I know it, it's really, really terrific, and also because I just was not prepared for today. Apparently, we have. Mr. Foreman, the jury has reached its verdict. Madam Foreperson, has the jury reached a verdict? Welcome to the jury! What say you? We have a new jury member who applied for the position last week, but you don't get your bumper until it's posted, and it has now posted. Our good friend Jennifer says, Bobby Donald would be friends with these two. All I was looking for was a discussion about the practice. The, oh, the no. practice. Oh, God. Uh, uh. The <laughs> podcast, though. Low-cal-keith. Keith. Low-cal-keith. Look, I'm still working out. I'm still still trying to become slightly less high-cal-keith, and it's making me a mess today. So. Chiseled Keith. <laughs> We're not quite there yet. Now it's just sort of like floppy. All right. <laughs> Okay, wait. Floppy is... Keith on the beach tomorrow. We're gonna get the out of the out of shape podcast beachwear edition. You're gonna get that. Yes, you're gonna get the out of shape, but you're not gonna get out of shirt because I'm still a chubby guy. <laughs> Keep going. Move on. Oh my god! All right, all right, right. Jennifer says all I was oh. looking for was a discussion about the practice. This podcast, though, presented by two musical theater zennials who are profoundly talented musically and creatively. They watch the episode while providing color commentary and technical analysis, camera angles, etc. They even create music. They compose and perform bumpers to go along with segments of their show. I hum their theme song. They being each podcast, they begin each podcast with a this day in history bit and the end and end with an awards presentation. 
It's not quite a variety show, but it's close, thoroughly enjoyable. Thank you so much, Jennifer. If you uh, would like to join the jury, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or somewhere else. Just let us know, and we will be very happy to welcome you in. And it, it really does make a big difference. It does. In terms of people finding this podcast. Well, it gets which, me out uh, of bed in the morning, so that's that's a win. It does? You, well, you get out of bed to check our reviews? Yeah, like every morning I'm like, honey, has anyone posted a review? <laughs> has and anyone says, talked about me on the internet? And she says no. And then I say, okay, let's make coffee. It's kind of how it goes. <laughs> All right. Ex- okay. All right. I, are we ready? Have I actually remembered the format of our ready. show and yes. what we do? Okay. Yeah, although it is ch- it is different this week, so I hope we're going to the same thing. It place. is uh, I think that's what was throwing me off. Okay. Because this is a very special episode. When we hop back into the time machine to January 30th, the year 2000, we have a double segment because we when we asked the question, what was happening? This day in the basement. We already know, and the answer is... It's time, it's time, time, time. It's time for sports. It was the Super Bowl! Super Bowl 34 was a terrific matchup between former stock boy turned leader of the greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner, and Steve McNair of the Tennessee Titans. The Rams' legendary offense was led by Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, and Torrey Holt where the Titans ran behind Eddie George. Warner threw for 414 yards, but the game came down to the final play, which we are, I am not going to spoil because we're going to watch the final play of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 34. We sure are. I remember exactly where I was when I watched this. Let's 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 tackle that first, Keith. Do you remember where okay. you were? Well, I was definitely, I, I don't specifically remember, but I was definitely in my dorm room uh, with my girlfriend watching this like a maniac with no friends. That was usually probably what I did. Oh, interesting. Um, I probably uh, took an entire apple pie out of the dining center and ate it while uh, watching the Super Bowl. I didn't know how our show goes. I'm a little sleepy because I'm locale Keith, but I am here on YouTube. Ugh. All right, now it's your turn. Okay. I am not sure how to work these things. I'm trying to do it while I pay attention. This is a shitty podcast. (laughs) This is a shitty podcast. (laughs) I remember specifically, I was with my good buddies from high school. We were all at my friend Ian's house, and they had come back from college for the game, or I guess it was still holiday or whatever for whatever reason they were there ian went to delaware my buddy paul went to drexel so they were all close and i was just you know around at this point (laughs) you were a free agent i was i was taking a few classes at westchester university and anyway we were at my friend ian's house which i remember vividly because he had this awesome house it's the oldest house in king of prussia was a couple hundred years old and we were there watching the game he had some friends from college there and we were freaking out over the game. We had played poker earlier in the day. And my buddy Paul was freaking out because we'll t- discuss this in a few seconds. The weather was terrible. Huge ice storm in the East Coast in Philadelphia. Oh. And he was worried that he wasn't going to be able to get back to class the next day, to which we all replied, who gives a shit? But, you know. Right. Yeah, he he did. It turns out uh, they He didn't all, want to be a free agent. They ended up getting their doctorates. And I ended up doing a podcast. So... 
you can see why their <laughs> that we dedication just had to, to cut into. Yeah, they're uh, get the tech to work. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, so I remember exactly where we were. So if you are not a sports ball person, we will show you the last minute of the game. Could the Tennessee Titans complete the epic comeback? It had never been done before in Super Bowl history. In New Orleans. So it all comes down to this. I'm so nervous. Six seconds to play to in tie the game. Bowl 34. What do you call it on the defense? blast. It Dick has Vermeil. never happened in Super Bowl history for a team to score on the last play of regulation. First Who's quarterback for the Titans play. there? Rams 23, Titans 16. All right, guys. Last play of the game. McNair will work out of the shotgun. McNair Here drops. Go. Throws right side for Dyson. He dives for the end zone. Didn't make it. Oh, he, he came up it. one it. yard short. Yard short. Time runs out. That's it. Well, yeah, that I remember that so well. That was so exciting. And at this point, we were rooting for the Rams mm -hmm. because they, they were such a crazy story that their uh, starting quarterback got hurt in the first uh, the, the preseason. And in came Kurt Warner, who was a uh, the third string arena league quarterback nobody had ever heard of. He'd been like a stock boy previously, and he came in and lit the league up. And nobody had any, it was like a huge uh, comeback story. Came out of nowhere. You had Dick Vermeil, who used to uh, coach your Eagles. So we were all rooting for the Rams at this point. By the next year, we were all rooting against them. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry for, sorry for Tennessee. Boy, that was tight. That was a tough one. Oh, yeah, there. All right, kids. Well, that was your sports ball. Far, far too much sports ball that nobody cares about except us. I wonder how many, t what percentage? Okay, I'm gonna. Th I'm throwing this out to a YouTube comments, who actually will never, will never get an answer because the question is how many of you skip the sports ball segment. <laughs> Oh, well, it's too right. much of a pain in the butt to fast forward. I think people keep it. But, you know, it is interesting because the practice had already been pretty popular at that point. So I imagine, I wonder if the ratings were kind of flagging or what. What? Well, the, the, the network that airs the Super Bowl always airs their big hit after the Super Bowl, unless it's a premiere of something big. They want to they have a huge audience. They want to take it over the finish line. So... Well, 24 million viewers is a pretty good uh, lead-in. 24 million viewers watched this episode, um, which had to have been so exciting, but also, like, scary. Yeah, for sure. If you're David E. Kellen, you're putting this up. All right. We have talked about what's going on in our basement. We've talked about what's going on in sports ball. It is now time... It's time for the Out of Practice Podcasts This Day in the World. The greatest hits, the biggest movies, headlines from Vermont, essential sports updates, and for some inexplicable reason, the weather from 20 years ago. Now back to Keith weather. and Mike. It's inexplicable. The number one song for those of you on the podcast proper, you'll hear a little bit more than a split second of this. This is I Knew I Loved You. Savage Garden. Ooh. All right. The 
That's right. For those of you, after you've Mike's cut the music out, I'll just this guy's voice is annoying. Although I hate the lyric, I I I knew I loved you before I met you. It's just nonsensical. I hate it. It is entirely nonsensical. The cover of the Burlington Free Press said New Hampshire poll Bradley closing in. What's happening there is we are deep into the primary season for the 2000 election. So this was uh, Bill Bradley going up against Al Gore, who was a sitting vice president, before the New Hampshire primary. The number one movie was Eye of the Beholder, starring Ewan McGregor and Ashley Judd, which I had never heard of. It only took in $5 million to be the number one movie, which is uh, a feat I'd never heard of. All right, it is finally time to talk about something. Ah, oh, crap. I love how I'm cropped out of this entirely. Well, you partially cropped me out of sports ball, so I figure <laughs> I take it to the full month. That's fair, that's fair. Did it snow? Keith, do you remember the challenge you gave me this week? Or last week? Would I update the graphics, you said? Oh, yeah, right. I entirely forgot. Not only did I forget that I made that challenge, I forgot that you made a graphic. So here we go. <laughs> Hello, sports fans and Keith. On January 30th, 2000, it was Super Bowl Sunday. And if you were having some chips and a few <laughs> RC colas with Keith in Rochester, New York, it was 37 oh degrees going all the way down to 16 degrees Fahrenheit overnight. <laughs> Brrr, bundle up. If you were in Boston with our heroes, <laughs> catching a snack, catching the game, it was 42 degrees Fahrenheit with a low of 22 degrees Fahrenheit. And if you were in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania with Mike and his friends, well, it was snowing. It was icy. It was a huge ice storm. So please be careful traveling home after the game, 29 degrees Fahrenheit going all the way down to 18 degrees Fahrenheit overnight. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the game. Enjoy this Incredible episode of the practice after the game, and this is your time machine weather. Slow clap. Wow. Wow. I guys, if you're not watching this on the YouTube, you really should click in and see that. Because that was unbelievable. I'm so excited. You're now going to have to do that every time moving forward and you must do mike's <laughs> weather voice i'm the meteorology mike i talk down here storm yeah. the cloud <clears throat> i might never sing again but that's okay because the business is over <laughs> yeah so so true yeah Keith, well, have we done it in amazing. 30 minutes have we done it in 30 minutes almost have we? yeah roughly especially because we have a cut in there somewhere yeah it's true uh, Oh my goodness. All right. It is time. <laughs> okay. Guys, this is a big one, arguably the biggest episode of the practice in its entire run. I'm a human at being. least in God terms it. of its audience. It is written. The episode is called it's New Evidence. It is written by David C. Kelly. It is directed by Michael Zinberg, who last directed a terrific episode, Oz. 
Which leaves us with our Super Bowl giant edition of... Evidence. New evidence. Oh, There's no be. previously on. What's no your problem? For it. I'm gonna write from the Super Bowl. Is this what happens we to women who have a lot of your penis? We know we've got to take a big swing. We've got to go for the fence. Bad sports analogies. Super Bowl. I can say we've got a hail mary to the end. You know what if he would have so drank the curdled milk? Then what New evidence happened? arises in a case featuring none other than Joey Herrick, John Larroquette. He's back, baby. New evidence is up. For some reason, he needs the help of Bobby McDonald and friends. E-I-E-I-Yo. It's the Super Bowl. It's the top episode of the practice. I'm psyched. You're psyched. Let's do this thing. Okay. Will Mike be right, or will he be one yard short of the end zone? Oh, it's topical from 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who are watching on the YouTube... Jump on, use that link that I am going to do, I guess. That'll jump you right to the podcast. You can listen to our our color commentary. We're going to John Madden and Pat Summer all this all the way. Just go in there and you you just tell the judge to go pound sand. And then you can uh, use the link that'll be in the podcast to jump on back for the oopsies after the episode. But enjoy this after we'll run an ad you don't have to listen to if you're on YouTube. Season four, episode 12. New evidence. Okay, we've had a flight coming in. Kelly Williams is now arriving in what looks to be LAX. Got some Los Angeles B-roll. She's going in to visit somebody in jail. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming. You want me to wait here? Yeah. No. No? Well, so much for a better life awaits me in California, huh? I don't know if I can help you, Dennis. You're the only person I could think of. Old personal friend. I friends. told you over the phone. There's probably yes. not what a lot. What you said over the phone. And your lawyers haven't like already the other tried. Lawyers, but I didn't An do it. An old friend accused of murder. Never happened okay. on the show before. And my lawyer is now telling me to consider pleading out to murder too. I admit, I don't know that much about your case, but they found her body in your car. I was framed, Lindsay. I didn't even know that woman. I'm also told they have letters from you to her. Emails. We were in the same Emails. chat room, but I never met her in person. Chat rooms. Well, a week before the trial, I, I really don't think I can help you. But you came. Yeah, you flew Excuse all the way me? to L.A. You came cross-country. Why would you do that if you don't think you can help? I've That's been asking really myself the same question. I guess 
because you sounded desperate. I, I realize that we don't know <laughs> so each other very well. So you got on a plane? Well. I don't even know if you're any good. Are you? You call yes. what? Okay. Well, for whatever reason, I trust you. Okay, yeah. let's do it. The guy who put a dead lady in his car and made Lindsay fly across the country. The guy who got his lawyer to, his lawyer to sort of fly across the country because they <laughs> apparently sort of know each other. She knows his first name is Dennis, <laughs> but I'm really confused as to why he would call her. His first lawyer wants him to plead out, which sounds like it might be a, probably a good idea. And Lindsay didn't even seem sure why she even showed up in the first place. But here she is. And now we're going to go. And it's only been two minutes and I'm already confused. Oh, wow. Who's got amazing breath control? <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Den I could have just are, said, who's Dennis? <laughs> who's Dennis? <laughs> All right. Dennis is Ted Marcoux from NYPD Blue 24. And my favorite part about him, he was the bad guy in Ghost in the Machine. He was the ghost. In the machine? In the machine. All right. Remember that movie? No. Oh, it was so awesome in 90s. And it was sort of appropriate to this. It was like a bad guy who got sucked into the internet and then was killing people from their, like, modems. All right. Yeah. So he was in a chat room. You know, Keith, I had an internet, an early internet pen pal named Janine that I met on a chat room called Just Chat when I was like 11 or 12 years Janine old. Janine Pirro! <laughs> no, I won't say her last name, but we ended up being like friends for years. I actually flew to Vancouver to hang out with her and her family, and she flew to King of Prussia to hang out with me and my family, and we were good friends. Oh my God, did you literally have a girlfriend who lived in Canada? Well, she wasn't my girlfriend at first. It it sort of be, loosely became that way room. as we as we both went through puberty. Well, we were very young. We were like, this was Prodigy. So this is the Wayback Machine. Oh, I know the Prodigy. The Prodigy. And uh, yeah, it was it's fun. I, I did have a girlfriend who lived in Canada. And then she wanted it to get real serious. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, no. So there you go. Uh, wow. Wow, good story. <laughs> That's the cutting... <laughs> Uh, in-depth kind of tales people tune in for. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, oh, are we doing something? Oh, yeah, we're watching a television should we, show. Should we, you know, like, because we're actually talking about an talk episode. To talk to my lawyer. I did uh, not For those of you listening woman, in, never this is not John Larroquette. I am an innocent man. And if no. I lose a trial, I'm looking at the death penalty. Yeah, so then take murder two, right? What if that was it? She's like, yeah, no, not for me. And then she went back, and that was like the Super Bowl episode. And then we just like went to Sports Center. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> went back to the confetti. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So so you're watching this as a as a fan who's never seen the show thus far. What do you think? Well, I think Kelly Williams is uh, nice on the eyes. So that's helpful. Talented and, looking, as uh, my wife would say. You know, she's potentially going to defend this guy from the death penalty, which is not something we face that often, or we don't at least discuss that often on the show, the death penalty. Well, it's a lot fewer of them in West Massachusetts, so. Oh, there you go. But they're in L.A. now. Or she's in L.A. I'm I just, sorry. the only thing that confuses me a little bit was 
how can how unsure she was that she was there. He's like, "Why? I can't even believe you showed up." And she's like, "Yeah, me neither." You're like, well, why did you do it? She. It wasn't <clears throat> like she like took a phone call. She flew right. to Los Angeles from Boston. Yeah, that's it. It's the first major contri con uh, contrivance of the episode. All right, so wow. we're back now in Boston with Jimmy, Eleanor, and Rebecca. She flies halfway across the world. She says she doesn't even know him that good. They took an art class together last year. And on this? What can I say? She <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> they took an art class together? That's that's they, the old friendship? They did. Uh, at least Bobby's... Well, cousin look, was a dentist it, it, they need to because the show is has been renewed they have to go and meet new murderers mm. and so you know and she's in a relationship so she can't just do like online dating so you know they all have to find new ways to meet creepy people i hope to god we learn more about the art class and that that's not just like a, a flippant little piece of uh, Hell to go. I said the same there. things to her that you're saying to me. Is she going to try the case? She's just meeting with his lawyer. She flies halfway. Jimmy? Hey, there's not like an old boyfriend out there or something, is there? Wow. Keith, can we do no. it? No. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely should. Uh, as soon as I find it. Parishioners, it is time to contemplate the answer to one of God's greatest mysteries. What the hell is Lucy wearing? So I think I would describe this, and then I'll let you have a go at it, Keith. I okay, would describe okay. this as uh, Cruella DeVille's jacket meets Lionel from the Thundercats. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, the cowardly lion, Lionel. It, she's, like, the, the pattern on her, it looks like some sort of a gown... <laughs> <laughs> looks like so, sort of snakeskin with uh like leopard print she, but it's not even leopard it's more zigzaggy scaly yeah and then she looks like she took you know one of those 80s fuzzy uh like toilet covers mm -hmm. cut out the middle of it and stuck her head through it mm -hmm. and covered that think, with like golden lion fur right 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 with a choker as yeah. she frequently has Okay, well, that has been your uh, episode of What the Hell's Lucy Wearing? I get paid because to ask the hard questions. She's just 19-year-olds definitely wear that When she gets back, settings. you can all grill her like you're grilling me. They're showing L.A. traffic. B-roll of L.A. traffic. She's in a fancy building of some sort. I'm not looking to take over. I'm just helping out a friend. Well, it's not good. They found the body in the back of his car, the murder weapon buried in some rags in his garage, mm. evidence of email correspondence. He's claiming he was framed. Yeah, well, all I can tell you is if he was framed, it was done with meticulous detail. I should hire whoever did it to organize things around here. Wow. You think all he's right. guilty? I knew that Learned a long time ago to leave my... This lawyer that Lindsay is meeting with is played by Stan Ivar, who plays two different characters on The Practice. He was also in on Little House on the Prairie. Hmm. And for all of us Star Trek fans, he plays Janeway's fiance, who she is uh, thrown to the other side of the galaxy and never gets to see again on Star Trek Voyager. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. 
All right. Personal opinions out of the mix. I would say the evidence leads me to believe he's guilty. But I do agree. It's difficult to reconcile the facts with my sense of the man. Are these the files on the case? No, that's an antitrust matter. As boring as they come. Lindsay's getting a little handsy there. Here's Dennis's file here. So the antitrust case. I'm actually has a on my way big, to court this afternoon. I'm gonna try and, and buy a little more time. The stuff on this trial you really went to town on her. Ooh. You saw a very gruesome for pretty. network TV photo very. of the dead body in the trunk. Who's this? That's Dennis's wife. What's her take? I don't know. Do I believe he could murder somebody? No. But if you were to ask me, could I believe my husband would have an affair, I would have said no to that as well. I guess my take would be... So we know they were having an affair, or the emails seem to indicate that? still in a state that. of total confusion. The emails seem to From what I understand, it. your husband claims it was just an email affair. Uh, there there's you no go. physical. That's what he told me too, but they can prove he was at her house, Miss Dole. I beg your pardon? His prints were found in the house. Uh oh. No. But let's I do. I was never there. Never. And how did you. Wife of our suspect! Mrs. Murderer, who didn't seem too upset about any of this. She seems fine with it. All right, this is Caitlin Hopkins, who is a recurring character on Star Trek in various different characters. She played fake Janeway in Live Fast and Prosper, a really fun episode. And she plays Avorta on the DS9 episode, The Ship. She is really fun in both of those characters. Congratulations. Unnecessary Star Trek, Star Trek reference. I don't know. Yeah. Don't scream at me, Dennis. Yeah, she flew all the way from fingerprints on object. That was an awesome line. Don't scream at me, Dennis. Don't scream. It, it's a fair, fair, fair point. Don't scream at the the lady who just flew across the country to help you for pretty much no reason with no explanation. Also, is it me or does that prison outfit have a V neck? A worn out V-neck. Like it Things feels like that can be he might have pulled that down her himself to show Things a little personal cleave. to her. Things you had to have handled. <laughs> listen to me. No, you listen. Don't be snapping at me like my questions oh, are some kind of trail. Episode? We don't really know cleave, each other, Dennis. As Keith says. We took a class together. We talked to each other two nights a week over a three month period. I don't really know you at all. Then why the hell did you get on a plane? These are really good. She's not so even I'll ask my a questions criminal or I'll attorney get right back most of the time. Thing. She does sort I of class was action never stuff. in that woman's house. I did not kill her. Don't I like did me, not Dennis. kill her. I did not. Exactly why did you call me? I really like your artwork. You said that your greatest strength as a lawyer was that you could read people. In depositions, on witness chairs, you said that you could look into them and see if they were truthful. Look into me, Lindsay. Ooh. I know that my lawyer 
doesn't believe me. And maybe even my wife has doubts. Have you watched this episode, buddy? How do you know that? I, I called you because I need somebody who... Look into me, Lindsay. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Look Why? into me, Lindsay. Why didn't he just send her an email? Well, that's what got him in trouble in the first place. The internet, where everything is evil. That's fair. I'm a little shocked, actually. I really won't take up much of your time. Less of it than you'd hope, Miss Dole. Do you really expect me to cooperate with someone trying to help the man who murdered my wife? I don't believe Dennis Mills committed the, the crime. the fanciest house in history? You don't. And so is this an altruistic visit? Or did he perhaps he hire the park? He hired me, I won't lie, but I... Very I'm... nice to have met you. Mr. Kingman... Just for my own education, how is it people like you manage to sleep at night? If I... You accept money from murderers for the purpose of manufacturing reasonable doubt. What happens when you succeed? Do you then go out and celebrate with your client? Encouraging him to recommend you to his friends so should they go out and kill, you stand ready and able with your services? The only you don't people know who me, service Mr. are Kingman. old friends who killed people. You are yeah, soliciting sort of the widower of the victim. I know enough. Now please get out. You know, for somebody with a mansion like that, he's in a very bad mood. I know, right? Look at that view. Your Honor, this is just another delay. The people Forgive are me for not wanting to rush through a capital case. Let me remind the court, the people are seeking a death penalty here. They might want to execute my client on schedule. That but before that, let's at least pause to be thorough. Oh, I gosh. doubt it would insult the process, Don't Your Honor. You. Mr. Jacobs, step up here. Hey! Guys, practice fans already know who that is. For the uninitiated, this is probably the most famous judge on the practice, not named Kittleson. This is play this actor is Anthony Held in one of his star-making performances here on the practice. You also know him. He was Dr. Chilton on Silence of the Lambs and all the subsequent movies. He plays a different judge on Boston Legal. He plays Scott Gruber on Boston Public which this was kind of an audition for. And he also was in the movie 8mm. So here it is, the beginning of Anthony Held on The Practice. You have come into my courtroom six times for the exclusive purpose of seeking a continuance. Every motion brought for the same reason, you not being ready. Not that there are new developments, not that the witnesses are unavailable, not that you're in ailing health, only that you're not ready. The last time, what did I tell you, Mr. Jacobs? If you don't remember, check the notice from the court which memorialized the proceeding. I ordered no further continuances. Was I too subtle, Mr. Jacobs? No, Damn. Your Honor. But given the severity of the charges, I beg the court's indulgence. Given the severity of the charges, you should have walked in here prepared. Like you should have done the time before last and the time before that. Your Honor, the court is through with indulging you, counsel. Motion for continuance denied. This trial begins on Thursday. 
If you so much as look at me with an expression that says, gee, I wish I had more time, I will hold you in contempt. Got it? Yes, Your Honor. That was a dressing down for the ages. It sure was, although to be fair, he kind of deserved continuances? it. Look, you don't just show up and wing a murder case. I understand, but not to be critical, Mr. Jacobs, but from what I saw, the file doesn't look terribly developed. Please. I just got my ass chewed off by a rabid judge. I don't need it nibbled on by you. I'm only asking whether... If you would like to take this case over, be my guest. As you just heard, I don't have much time. And I don't think it's in Dennis Mills' best interest for you to be slowing me down. May I ask just one more question? Is your antitrust case coming up for trial? Oh, he sucks as a lawyer. Forever. He's been a friend of the family and he has a reputation for being a great litigator. Yes, well, he has a multi-million dollar software antitrust shot very well. in February. Something tells me that's where all of his focus is. Yeah. He's looking at your case as simple, simple that you did it. That's why he's pushing for murder too. In my opinion, you need to switch attorneys. Well, can you do it? One week? There's, there's no way I could get up to speed, but I'm sure that there are others that... Wait. I want you. Dennis, there are plenty of criminal defense attorneys out you here You believe that... I'm innocent. I want you. You don't know what I believe, so... I can read people too, Lindsay. You know I didn't do this. There is no way I could be ready to do this in a week. I'm sorry. Well, couldn't you maybe, you know, get somebody to help you? Maybe so, the dream team? So what I do like, though, is at least that excellent scene with uh, Judge Wallace Cooper really ratcheted the stakes way up. So, yeah, we've I've been kind of lost here in the weeds with, well, why would she show up? They only met each other in an art class, blah, 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 blah. So the fact that we've kind of switched gears now, and now it's about, well, it's it's not just that she barely knows him. Forget that. It's that, there's zero time to prepare for this case because continuances are absolutely not allowed. We've made that clear. And it's a death penalty case. So the stakes are inherently high, but also we're, we're turning the screw. David E. Kelly is turning the screw. Uh, I was concerned, not concerned, but I was curious as to why they would choose a Lindsay, a Lindsay solo feature for the post-Super Bowl episode, but it's becoming clear that uh, it might not, be a solo at all. We might be calling in the Avengers. Perhaps on this plane, which is flying on the screen right this very much. I so Airlines. wanted to go to California. Yes, Lucy, you've been saying that for the last five hours. This isn't a vacation. Can this guy afford all of us? Not that it's my worry, I'm not a partner. You are my hero. I've always wanted to come here. Lucy. I've got three adjoining rooms. I've already turned it into kind of a command center. Oh, this is nuts. I know. Wait, three rooms. Where do I sleep? Well, I guess you figured you'd meet somebody. Funny. Come on. Wow. Zing. Come on now. So we're having a road trip episode. Choosing a total of six times, the fatal blow being the one on the temporal lobe. That's how she used to look. Not dead. Victim's sister. There's always a nun. Lucy. Quiet. How is Seriously. she? Seriously. 
She isn't Lucy. really, except to swear that there's no way her sister would ever hook up with anybody she met online. That's potentially exculpatory. How'd they find the body? Dennis's wife discovered it and called the police. They're so using one of those ancient fly protectors. The circular oh, ones. Yeah. There's our judge. Oh, Kate I Wilson appointee, very the right wing. Do not expect him to like any lawyer coming in from out of state. Also, do not, do not, do not interrupt him. Supposedly, he's got a major peeve on that. That's Dennis. Guilty. Lucy. <laughs> he says he never even met the victim. But he doesn't deny emailing her. My theory is somebody else online you know intercepted the correspondence, stole Dennis's ID, yeah. then planned the meet. After the murder, Who he sticks email? the body in Dennis's trunk, knowing that the internet trail would lead to Dennis. How do you explain Dennis's prints at the scene? I can't yet. Well, let's see. If emailing makes you a murderer, let me ask you one question, Keith Varney. Yeah, sure. Ready. How many email addresses do you have? <laughs> oh not only how many email addresses do i have how many email addresses do i have under different fake names <laughs> guilty i say guilty guilty no oh my god yeah based on that okay, first thing we gotta try for a continuance that'll be tough new counsel i should get it meanwhile let's talk to the victim's sister the nun eleanor go see her lucy we gotta find out who else oh, we got the a woman nun emailed. in this episode i should meet with the client did you just miss it Henry the victim's sister is a nun. And Lucy just called it out. We should also see if there's any dirt, gambling problem, maybe a little hooker habit on the side, whatever. Anything I can use. What do we have for our case? Just Dennis. Home alone at the time of death. Where was his wife? Giving a seminar in Mar Vista. She's a teacher. Is she with us on this? Yes, but the affair left her a little shaky. Okay, talk to her again. Make sure we can count on her. Any character witnesses? I'm running that down. Okay, I guess we all have jobs to do. Can I talk to you for a sec? How well do you know this guy? I told you, art class. What's your pain? Ooh. Nudes? Clearly you... taking advantage of being able to not pretend that you're not in Los Angeles. This reminds me of those episodes of Full House back in the day where they would it'd be like, because ABC and Disney were all tied, they'd take a trip to Disney or something and the whole episode would just be like, how much external external shots of the place we happen to be this week can we f squeeze into the episode? Well, right, exactly. Well, it, I'm sure like if you're their DP, all you do is hide the fact that you're in LA and now you don't have to, it must be fun. The model or what? What? What's he have on you? Such a typical Bobby boyfriend Such response a, to. Were you guys doing nudes? So, oh, dude, uh, this is not a good look on Bobby. Also, uh, when you listen to this conversation, I understand you want to get the palm trees in the background and it's very great and visual, but like maybe this could have been a phone call. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Let's let's get the whole conversation in context right. without talking. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. How well do you know this guy? I told you, art class. What's your pain? Nudes? Were you the model or what? What? What's he have oh, on you? What do you mean, what's he have on me? We flew four lawyers plus an assistant cross-country based on your conviction that the wrong guy is being railroaded for murder? That's right. Where's your evidence? You say yourself you don't know him that well. What's making you so sure he's not a murderer? What am I missing? Sometimes when you meet people, you get a feel. A feel? Yes, a feel. I mean, maybe I can't explain how I know, but I just do. That's Bobby, not sometimes you just know things about people. Dennis Mills is not capable of killing anybody. We've got an innocent man. I've known him for two hours. He 
paints a three-dimensional cat like you would not believe. <laughs> you can like feel the fur. It is absolutely impossible. Your sister, sister. Okay, guys. Stacy wouldn't. None. Sister, sister. Okay. Uh, we have clearly David E. Kelly has a horrible nun habit. He puts them in all of his scenes. One more nun. We get the tenth one free. But this <laughs> nun is uh oh god did i not write her name down oh my god i'm a terrible terrible person wow oh it's this drea, is drea weber. weber it's drea weber but guess what we're not supposed to notice that you've been on the show before but now you get twist the residuals arriving at your door so welcome back to the practice i'll pretend that I saw you in season two and Here comes the patter I love so much. Hit it. First you were a killer, but now you're set free. First appearance, man, the filler, but you had to go to you. Maybe fooling someone dimmer, but you don't fool me. We're not here to judge, but you just might be. Welcome back to the practice tonight. So long, I, I just jumped to the end. <laughs> All right, this is Drea Weber. She was also Mrs. Henderson in the episode Infected. Oh, not only does he reuse all of the nun outfits, he reuses actors to play those nuns. I love it when IMDb just lists her as nun slash Stacey Kingsman's sister. Are we going to give this character an actual name? No! No. Nope, sure or not. Never, never meet up with a person she met in some internet chat room. Sister, she did write those emails. Yes. She had a wild side on the internet. I realize this. Who doesn't? But there is a big difference between writing anonymous correspondence and meeting up with a stranger in person. My sister was not that big of a risk taker. Which leads you to believe she was killed by a stranger. Wait, wait, or so I have a question. To this Mr. Mills if her sister was also a nun, would that make her her sister sister? Keith, I've used sister sister joke three times in the past two minutes. I have not. I, I have. Just, Oh, you have. I so don't listen when you me, talk. I know. That tells me you're not listening. Oh, my God. It sounds like a fight I had two nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, you go back and listen to the episode. See how many times I've already said sister, sister. You see, you see, the, the idea there is that her her biological sister is I just called sister. We're starting. But if she's a nun, we're moving forward. It's also a sister. I suppose. So she would thus you be really sister, think, sister. After a long correspondence, she would agree to meet in person. If she did, well, maybe she deserves to burn in hell then. Jeez. An eternal this is flame. Nice. An eternal flame. <laughs> Jesus. Not just normal hell. I'm talking eternal flame hell. Etern not just like most of the time flame. Eternal flame. Like Who a wrote that law. line, Keith? You think maybe David E. Helly? <laughs> He's going to flame us on the internet. That's a lovely thought. Zing, Eleanor! You got Jimmy! I don't deny writing the emails. What's the issue? The issue is this isn't just evidence of correspondence. This is dark. It's sexual. 
you get online and you can assume a different personality, a different persona. It's like play acting. But I'm not that person. That was just the game. I have never, ever hurt anybody. And you never even met her? No. Great I want silence. you to listen to me very carefully. Can you do that, Dennis? Please don't well, talk to me like can. I'm an idiot. I'm not an idiot. Maybe not. But if you're innocent, then someone's playing you very successfully for a fool. I don't like him. Dennis? I don't want you him to You asked me to help you. I brought him in from Boston. I don't care! Fine. Then we'll all leave. I brought him in because he is your best last chance. You are looking at the death penalty. You said it yourself. If he can help you, I'd put up with what he has to say, even if he makes you feel like an idiot. Maybe they should send Eugene in to rough him up a little bit. Yeah, where is Eugene? Like, apparently Eugene and Rebecca were not invited to the L.A. episode. Tensions were high, Keith. Go ahead. Yeah. For us to have any chance, you will need to take white the white episode, apparently. For me to be able to put you on the stand, I have to believe that you will give truthful testimony. So if I did kill her, keep it to myself, is that what you're saying? On everything else, I have to know. I cannot be surprised. Do you hear me, Dennis? That means if you did ever meet her, if you did have an affair, if you did ever go to her house, I need to know. Were you having a relationship with that woman? The underscoring tells me yes. This was the relationship. Oh, okay. I have never, ever met her in person. Prints out, printouts from his prodigy account. I still use that All password for something. Is, some serious rage going on. If somebody framed huh. you for murder, you'd be upset. I'm telling you it's the sister that burn in hell crack. Oh, come on, Eleanor. That's a George Vogelman thing. A what? You look at nuns now and see killers. You're a nun bigot. All right, don't start. Sense, Lindsay, you're the one who got Everyone you've ever known is a killer. A habit and go I've never heard the phrase nun bigot before. It might be the first. No, yeah, I think that is a... It's the first one. All right, don't be a nun Mortal. bigot, folks. I don't do that. I, I'm all right. telling you. The sister was weird, okay? I was there, you weren't. I said, all right. Did she say anything to help us? As a matter of fact, yes. She said she didn't think Stacy would meet it up with somebody. It is refreshing to see them in, in L.A., though. More saturation, that nice color. Yeah. Well, it's something. What'd you get? I'm not criticizing well, Eleanor. No, I'm mean, just you analyzing. Said, is that it? Like, I failed. All right. Oh, and now you're going all right. All right. All right. New evidence. What do you mean, new evidence? Anything you didn't already give to DA, I don't care. Also, I should point out, this will be one of the few cases we've ever had where the opposing counsel will not be Helen Gamble. That's true. That's true. Well, we have an amazing opposing counsel, but I'm not going to introduce him yet, but I will introduce... Houston. Cop that Jimmy's interviewing! Houston. Well, that was pretty on the nose. I don't, I don't feel... Uh, guy! <laughs> All right, so Jimmy is here to interview the detective who is the detective on this case, played by none other than John Finn from The Walking Dead, Glory, Catch Me If You Can, 156 episodes of Cold Case, X-Files. He played 10 million 
Cops. Great actor. Look, I'm just trying to justify a fee. If I can go back to my client with anything, it'll make it easier to collect. You get what I'm saying. Any other suspect you ran down. If I dig up a red herring, even a bogus one, I'll get to bank my retainer. What do I look like? Trying to Columbo this. Trying to justify a fee. You're in here trying to glean anything you can to put that bastard back on the streets. I'm not going to give you anything, Mr. Paluti. I don't give a rat's ass whether you get the bank or retainer. We don't have to get aggressive here. Oh, <laughs> we're buddies. I don't like your little camaraderie, come on. I'm a police officer. You're a defense lawyer. We don't lump in well. What, you want to make it like a big fight? Yeah, counsel. You're in the business of freeing murderers. I'd be happy to make it into a big fight. I love the layer of the of him and pursuant not to my client's tactics. right to a fair trial, the interests of justice certainly demand that his new lawyers be afforded time to properly get up to speed and prepare for trial. We wouldn't not be looking happen, for a buddy. big delay, Your Honor. I think we could be ready in three weeks, even. Three weeks? Yes. Mr. Donald, I don't know how you do things in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, the courts may not have a problem continuing a case in perpetuity. But we're Guys, a little different in California, counsel. And when a case is already of the episode. Wait, wait, Mike, what? you don't know about it. You should back it up. Because the Massachusetts is one of my favorite parts. One of the most memorable things I remembered from the practice of over all these years is how he says the state. Back it up. Things Play in it again. Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, the courts may not have a problem continuing a case in perpetuity, but we're a little different in California, counsel. And when a case is already your been honor, I. Oh, he gave him the stink eye. Don't interrupt. In him. Massachusetts, maybe a defendant, what? if he wants to keep delaying trial, he can just fire counsel and have his new new lawyers beg the judge for time to get up to speed. Yo, this dude but is it was psycho. A long fight, wasn't it, Mr. Donald? I just asked you a question, Mr. Donald. Was it not a very long flight? Yes, Your Honor, it was. Yes. And when you got off that plane, you might perhaps have looked around, saw a palm tree or two, the Pacific Ocean, freeway gridlock. You should have known right then you were no longer in Massachusetts. This case is set for trial on Thursday. I will be here. Mr. Fox will be here. Your client, Mr. Mills, will be here. And we will begin. I Judge Wallace Cooper makes Roberta Kittleson look like Mr. Rogers. Truly, he is massachewing the scenery, and I am here for it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I am also here for it. Either you can join us, or you can go back to Massachusetts. Adjourned. And now, it is time for a new bumper that we use whenever... Somebody is Massachusetts the, uh, the scenery. Here we go. Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. 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 The Massachusetts. 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 Oh, man. Oh, I hope he wins an oopsie so we can play that again for the YouTubers. <laughs> Hold on just a oh, second. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh-oh. Oh, Bobby looks pissed. Come on, Bobby. Are we not done, counsel? Wait, who's that guy? Wait, that's from Green Mile. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Yes, Your Honor. Done. 
Sword fight. Sword fight. Sword fight. Oh, we're just getting started. We're in LA. We are. Your instincts on the nun might be right. What is Lucy wearing? They're at court. <laughs> She's wearing a jean jacket. She's got a tube top, a jean jacket, flip-flops. An assault and drug record. You've got to be kidding. As a teenager. But she did some good Something. research. Yes, it is. Well done, Lucy. Why'd you move out here? People frame people for murders, then they get judges like this. It's a horrible, horrible state. My wife couldn't take the winners uh, back the east. inside jokes. Because they're all Speaking in Los Angeles. Is she going to support you here? Yes, why? Well, she describes herself as being in a state of confusion over all this. And that's not exactly a ringing endorsement. Karen knows I didn't do this. She'll say that. Well, we don't have much time for her to get clear-headed. I'm off to meet with her now. Bobby, Jimmy, and Eleanor are running down everybody else they can locate who was in that chat room. I think my other lawyer already did that. I think he didn't. Listen. If we could get it to voluntary manslaughter, that's not an indication that I think you're guilty. Then what is it? An assessment of our case. With the realization in defeat, we are looking at a lethal injection. We've talked about this before. And, you know, I'm not in this situation, so it's all conjecture. I just, I do see the incredulity of almost every client when they're offered some sort of plea that they just want it to be all or nothing all of the time. I just, I, I'm well, curious when, all... when facing the death penalty, I put so many... Penalty? I put so many consonants in that word that didn't belong. <laughs> the um, potential cockatity. When facing the death penalty, you'd think that you'd be more willing to not just go all or nothing, to cut your losses a little bit. I mean, yes, but presuming you're innocent, like if you avoid the death penalty, your your life is still over, essentially. You're in jail for the rest of your life. Like, I'm not sure. Well, voluntary manslaughter is a little is very different than capital murder. Well, sure, voluntary manslaughter is. But even then, like, if you didn't do it, like, I, I think the, the feeling of injustice would cause me to, you know, I'm, I'm a little weird about it. I'd, I'd, I'd probably just go crazy from it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I wonder how often, and there's really no way to tell this other than looking at the number of cases that have been overturned because they were proven uh, innocent who did settle at some point. Mm. Be curious. A better podcast. Better podcast. Take it away, oh. Lindsay. That V-neck. If I am put to death, then I am put to death. But I certainly will not say that I committed a murder when I didn't. My kids may not get to grow up with their father, Lindsay, but they will get to grow up with at least the chance of believing in him. Won't take that argument, away from them. So they make sense. We got to get out of this. I promised him. You tried to help. I know, and the best way we can help is to drop oh, him. Very with fancy no lawyer. This room. thing can't start on Thursday. The judge won't go for that. What's he going to do? Force the guy to stand trial without representation? Well, this judge just might. In which case, he guarantee a new trial. We came out Lindsay, here. I know you want to help him. 
but we have to face it. We've got nothing to mount a defense with. We're not Add to that, this judge isn't going to cut any favors for out-of-state lawyers. The best thing we can do is to get back on that plane. We're fighters. We don't give up like this. We fight. Yes, we do. But this is Dennis's fight. He's got a better chance with somebody else. Is this about money? You know it isn't. Anybody disagree? I think the scoring is excellent in this episode. Yeah, no, it's it. It's a. Now let's pack up. We're going to motion to, bring to withdraw in the morning, and then go home. A lot of faces of disappointment all around the hotel room. Who do you think you're kidding? On what basis do you seek to withdraw? Your Honor, before a trial, I'm not sure we need one. Four days before, you do. I'm waiting. We have fundamental differences with the defendant. What differences? That remains within work product. You will stay on as counsel. You can't force us to remain here. I can absolutely here. force you, Mr. Donnell, and that's me. what I'm doing. This is another dilatory attempt, and my patience is wearing thin. I'm not seeking a continuance. Mr. Mills can get another attorney. The effect of which would compel me to postpone trial. You have an offer of second degree on the table, Mr. Donnell. The court suggests you give serious regard to it. Is the court trying to coerce a plea? The court is trying to convey to counsel it will not be manipulated by tactics. I'm not doing that. Let's get ready I'd to rumble! Do you know what your brethren think about you in Massachusetts? They say if you were to go out to feed the pigs, you'd have to get somebody else to call them. I don't, I don't know believe you're withdrawing for any other reason no than buy time, which you may believe is in your client's interest. Motion to withdraw as counsel denied. Now, go about your work. How are we going to get him back to Boston so he can be in the show again? Well, he just might show up as a different character. Oh. <laughs> no, really? He's so... It's... It was a chat room. <laughs> I never met anybody from it in person, I swear. Did so you ever distinctive. correspond with Mrs. Kingman? Mr. Donald, what's going on here? I swear. I'm I, just I... trying to get a sense of... Look, what... if it ever gets out that I was in that chat Eric room, Syed? my job could be in jeopardy. It was one of those erotic things. I understand. Oh, it was an erotic I, I never met a single person. Everybody used pseudonyms. I don't Mr. Letterman of any others a breath. And the police never talked to you? Keith, no. I'll say, the chat room that I was in as a child <laughs> into my <laughs> middle school, uh, into high school, really, we were friends for a while, Janine and I, was the chat room was called hashtag just chat. And that's all we did was chat. It was just chats. <laughs> Is it okay? Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never been in a chat room in my life, but if I were to be in a uh, a darker chat room, I'd probably call it just chat. No, oh, jeez. Should they? Can you tell me where you were on the night of May twelfth? Oh my God! You're talking to me like I'm a suspect. Oh my God, Mr. Letterman. I think Mr. Letterman over. might pass Mr. out. Mr. Letterman, your life isn't over. Oh, my God. He's not keeping us cool all the time. Oh, my ever. God. I understand you have reservations, 
but Back Mrs. The Mills, do you the think wife your doesn't have two F sticks? No. Well, if I ask you that on the stand, you can't take that beat before answering. You need to respond quickly and emphatically, otherwise I can't even put you up there. But won't they ask me about his affair? He claims there was none. You don't believe him on that? Not necessarily, no. Look, you read those letters. What do you think? I haven't known him for 15 years. Well, I suddenly wonder maybe I haven't really known him either. Those kinds of answers? We don't call you. Oh, look, please do not tell me what to say. I'm not telling you what to say. I just need to know what you will say. I feel like I'm being pressured. I'm the one under pressure, Mrs. Mills. We just got this case. We have to be prepared to try it in three days. We are under enormous pressure. And if you don't take also, that stand and categorically deny the possibility executed? that your husband could have like done this, then you're no good to him. Can you say that or not? So we're on the team, Keith. We're in the firm, okay? Okay, I'm ready. If we're going, if we believe him and we don't want to incur the wrath of Lindsay, so let's believe him. Okay. He also says he never was in her apartment, but they found his prints in her apartment. Who would have access right. to his, if he was going to be framed, who would have access to his prints? Who yeah. also seems pretty nonplussed about the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, who would have motive had she caught him in a chat in a like an email affair? <laughs> yeah, or even just an erotic chat room. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. now very interesting. I so I'm putting my feelers out with the wife here, but also the first attorney because if like we said, his he had one file for a class action lawsuit that was huge, and then the, his file for this case was so tiny, and he he mm -hmm. that's either just because he said, "Well, he's guilty. I'm just going to give it the, you know, the old college try and collect that retainer," or he and the wife have some kind of cahoot going on. We wouldn't it wouldn't and be the first time David E. Kelly did the double end around. No, no, for sure. Yeah, no. There's 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 a lot of uh, suspects here because. I mean, we're we're definitely having to, as an audience, take Lindsay's point of view that he didn't do it because otherwise this would be a really weird thing for them to be doing. Yeah, it's also, I, I'm sure there have been other examples. We can talk about this in Oopsies, but it's, it's very hard when we just go with the, the gut feeling. You know what I mean? When we're basing our, right. whole, our whole case on a gut feeling we got, it's always make, it's a little weird. It's uh, gutsy. How dare you? It's just a simple question, ma'am. Simple question. Where was Rotten I on the night my sister was murdered? Well, here's a simple response. Go to hell. Yay! Nice talk for a nun. One of the reasons I joined the convent was because I was a troubled teenager. Yes. If that makes me a murder suspect in your mind. I didn't accuse you of murder. Why were you asking my whereabouts? I'm just collecting information. That's all. Well, you're not very good it's at an it. an episode of I'm Law and talking Order. to you. Now Eleanor's pissed. Yeah, she hits that nun. Eleanor's having none of it. Uh, should cloister away that stupid joke. I feel like Mannix. Oh, should we call her sister, Mannix. sister, Keith? Can you ever watch that? <laughs> it was a private eye. I had this crush on Peggy. So Jimmy and Bobby are at a motel. Came on before Mission Impossible. 
People probably You're like me from Uncle. TV. I didn't order nobody. We just want to talk to you, Mr. Brickman. No. Uh, I have a gun. <laughs> that was a manic's move. Great comedic beat by Jimmy. Oh, we got a porno website up on this nice guy's place. weird porno computer. What do you guys want? I didn't he's, do nothing. Looks like he's he producing. Came to talk about Stacy Kingman. I I didn't kill her. That's <laughs> that's kind of a funny response. We didn't ask you if you killed her. The police did. I told them. The police talked to you. Yeah. Why? Because of the email crap. But I, it's just letters, you know. I told him I just send this stuff. It means nothing. It's it, it's a hobby. What do you write in your emails? That I was gonna kill her and stuff. <laughs> but I mean, I, I write that to lots of girls. That you're going to kill them? Yeah. But they're all living, happy. I'm friends with some. <laughs> okay. There's it's nothing time about for... this man in the file. Literal embodiment of internet fear. Guy who represents people who actually exist, though? <laughs> it is Silas Weir Mitchell, who is from Philly. He was a uh, lead actor on the, the series Grimm. He was also in Halloween 2, My Name is Earl, and Prison Break. Always lived, an interesting actor. I've lived long enough to know that even the weirdest, darkest, grossest thing you can think of is somebody's sex thing. So, oh, for sure. So it's not surprising that somebody would be just writing like weird murder emails to people because they asked him to do so through a chat room. Oh, that would be the least surprising thing in the world. I mean, we've already tackled people putting VHS recorders up into the rafters so they can film Lucy do her Lucy business. Yeah, yeah, fair <sighs> enough. Absolutely nothing. We didn't know about it. The police interviewed the well, guy. They never brought him to the attention All of right. the district we might as well. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I should say we are. There are so many guest actors on this. It's insane. But this is another important one. I know that lawyer from somewhere. Okay, the prosecutor in this case is played by none other than Clancy Brown, who you would know from Shawshank Redemption. He, he voices Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob SquarePants from Billions. He does endless voiceover work, including Star Wars, The Avengers. He's the voice of Lex Luthor. He was also in Nightmare on the Elm Street, Carnivale, Starship Troopers. He gives an insane and amazing performance in Pet Cemetery mm -hmm. 2. He also uh, played Zobral in the episode Desert Crossing on Starship, Star, uh, Star Trek Enterprise. I'll spare you the bumper. And most importantly, there shall only be one. He's the bad guy in Highlander. Yeah, I should also revoke my Stephen King card. I said he was in Green Mile. I meant Shawshank. My favorite movie. Yeah. I should never have missed that. You never heard amazing of him. Amazing like character. Your Honor, this is obviously and new and exculpatory evidence got we need going time is amazing to explore. Its own right. Denied. The man emailed the victim threatening to kill her. And as I understand it, he emailed hundreds of women. But this woman ended up dead. Look, I see an army of lawyers at your table. You can chase all this down. That's crazy. Except two of the best ones you got. Right. Where's your Eugene honor, and Rebecca? we need more time. There's been no unfair surprise here. The trial doesn't begin until Thursday. To me, that's enough time. Motion for a continuance denied. We'll start voir dire after lunch. Oh, voir dire. 
Can our heroes crawl through a river of shit and come out clean on the other side, Keith? I don't know. They've got a pretty good obstacle. Bobby. Does Council have a thought he'd like to share with the court? I love these two staring each other down. Love it. Just typical of a California judge. Let's look at the bright side. At least we got something now. What did you find? A guy who threatened to kill her. Excuse me? Mr. Kingman, hello. You talked to him? He shut me down. Eleanor. Mr. Kingman, my name is Eleanor Frutt. I'm one of the attorneys representing Dennis Mills. Yes, the victim's husband. From Boston. Again. Mr. Kingman, did you know your wife was corresponding with Anthony Brickman? Did you know the content of the email? No. Could it be possible? What's going on here? We were just discussing the lovely California weather. What's it to you? Uh, I don't want you harassing government Clancy witnesses. Brown again? Mr. Kingman, please. Hold on. Are you instructing this witness not to speak to me? What's going on? He's instructing witnesses not to cooperate. I am shielding a witness from harassment. You have no idea what I was saying to him. Well, I know you weren't discussing the weather council. You can't tell a witness not to talk to us, Mr. Fox. I can tell a witness to speak at his own peril, Mr. Donald. You think I didn't check you people out? Plan B? Think that secret was going to stay back in Boston? I know all about the disgusting strategies you people employ. Hey. You're the one concealing evidence. I didn't know about that man. Yeah, right. Mr. Donald, let me give you a piece of advice. Please. I'm a co-member of the bar. You pull the crap in this court that you regularly pull in Boston, and you will be doing more time than Mr. Mills. Let me give you a tip. Neither you nor that f You don't want any more than the tip, though, Keith. You know why? And why and why would that be? I got a very big dick. Badass Orange County alumnus wearing the robes scare me. Okay, Bobby. Don't even bother. Call him a badass. Anthony held as many things, but he's not fat. Right, Lindsay, yeah. Eleanor, you take Wadir, Jimmy, you and I should go back to see Brickman. He is appropriately cowed. Attorney. I wonder if they had a, a different actor. They forgot to change the line. Suspended twice, once in 1992 and again in 96. Both were drinking? Yeah. Who are you talking about? Dokes, the detective in charge of the investigation. You smell anything on his breath when you met him? Just venom. Divorced in 95, probably related to his drinking. Jimmy, ask a few questions down at the courthouse. The clerks know everything. Oh, I'm sure they'll cooperate. Everyone out here is so helpful. Just ask around. Lead Lucy detective. is clearly anything taking a working vacation, Lucy, why we could are you say. Wearing a bathing she suit? Oh, I was She's wearing a bathing going suit. to pitch a little pool time. Forget it. Bobby, I do not come to California to be cooped up in this room. Lucy, I told you this is not a vacation. Going already, to and if I'm done, I'm here, I'm here to, work to work on your tan. Keep checking on the detective and the nun. Is that in her job description? I thought she answered the phones. Have you read about this case at all, She's, Mrs. I Reynolds? Becoming Maybe more of a paralegal. A not much. Can you tell me what Mrs. you know Wadier? about it? Just that this Mills fellow is accused of Which killing the woman. Which, if you don't know, you is impartial? jury selection. All They're checking the juror, the potential he... jurors for uh, any uh, undue influence or biases. You can also, I, I don't know the exact number, maybe our lovely intern, one of the most beautiful interns I've ever seen, could find out, do you Certainly. know, in a criminal trial, 
each side gets to dismiss certain jurors without reason. They can just dismiss them. I think they get a certain number. Indiscriminate. Ten, but I could be wrong. A better podcast that should know the subject of their own podcast. Clearly not us, especially Being today. All things considered. Well, when a man bludgeons somebody to death and sticks her in a car trunk. When a man bludgeons someone to death and sticks her in the trunk of a car. Trunk, Comedian? all things considered, <laughs> I can be as neutral as the next person. Remove for cause. Denied. She basically just said she's prejudged Dennis Mills guilty. No, she didn't. She said if a man bludgeoned and stuffed, she didn't say she necessarily believed it was your client. You want to use one of your peremptories? Fine. But the court has no problem. Oh, uh, yes, they're called peremptories. Defense excuses juror number four. Wow. This judge is not being friendly. I went well. How far did you get? Heroes. Seven. The judge isn't making it easy. What a surprise. Counsel. Uh-oh. I understand Gossip. you have some questions. The I'm just doing a little back. background on all the state witnesses. Well, maybe I could do some background checks of my own. Is that a threat, Detective? If you did your homework, you'd know I'm an AA and I have been for six months. Bottom-feeding grime. That's what you people are. Hey, you declared this a fight. Get out of my face, pal. No, now I am officially <laughs> in your face, Detective. You yeah. want it nasty? Let's make it nasty. You want to investigate Ooh. me? I didn't know I needed Jimmy saying, you want it nasty, let's make it nasty, until right now. <laughs> Mike is I want to hear it again. You declared this a fight. Get out of my face. No, now I am officially in your face, detective. You want it nasty, let's make it nasty. You want to investigate me? <laughs> I have got a whole department to investigate you. You do that. But you don't have any power in that room. I do. And I you can't have no power to here. you to the stand. Do I look scared? You're too stupid to be scared. All right. Zing. We're done here. We gotta work yeah, out that Jimmy. one, Jimmy. Man, they are just feeling so nice here. Hey, what's Ice? going on? Oh, we were just mingling with another friendly member of your Sunshine State. Look, I'm adding a witness to our list. Warren Rydell, photographer. Who's he? He will introduce and authenticate this picture. We'll probably be calling him up first. Oh, gee. Just a picture of our client standing with the victim, the woman he never met in person. Oh, shit. Uh oh. Where is she? Where's the victim? She's the one standing on the other side of him with the champagne. It's some kind of trick. That picture is real. It's not a trick, and it's evidence that you met her. No! Look, th this is a museum or something. Now, maybe I was there when she was there, but we never met. She just happened to be there standing two feet away? Somebody is... Oh, God. What? I told her I was going to this opening. Stacy Kingman? Yes. Now, maybe she... I mean, she must have gone there to see what I looked like. You never talked to her? No. Because, Dennis, if you did... Maybe you held her glasses for a second. That's how your prince got into her house. Think about it. Maybe you did talk to her. I didn't. And you no longer think I'm innocent. I do. Then why'd you ask me to lie? I am not asking you, you to lie. You spoon-fed me a lie. Now why stop would you do that? Stop raising your do voice! Stop! God! God! Dude, you're not helping seem innocent Leave when it. you just push Please Lindsay don't. into the bar. Please, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I... Is that now? Now, viewers, listeners, what are we to think? For all this time, for what, 39 minutes, we've been team this guy's innocent. But this is the second time he, they've slow played his rage the first time, but you would have to be blind to have not caught it. It was pretty overt. Right. This time he f gets physical with Lindsay. What are we to think? Is this a classic TV red herring or... Is this guy a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Stay tuned. Man, sometimes I feel like I'm talking to myself here because you know what's, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> and I can't answer your questions. Give me a minute. Couldn't you just have him like hang out for a sec? I mean, the stakes are high. Doesn't mean he had any right to touch her. But I have been here for six months. Wow. And every time they bring me food, every time a person walks by, they look in here. You and forget they just how long to people on trial stay in prison, even if they end up ultimately being innocent. Even when my wife visits, I could see the doubt in her eyes. Yeah, sometimes you hear you're sentenced to X amount of time, uh, but including time served, so you're let out, and you think to yourself, right. oh, he got off easy, but shit, it could have been in prison he for a year and a half, plus. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I, I can't take it anymore. I, I just, I'm starting to make... I mean, Stacy... Stacy must have wanted to come check me out at the museum, but we never met. We never spoke. It doesn't look good. Keith, we have a we have a uh, an interjection. Yes, from, we from the intern, but I can't read that. So I'm going to go ahead and, and welcome in for the first time ever on the Out of Practice oh my podcast. God. Oh my God! Intern wife Jen, can you can you chime in? What have you learned? So exciting! Oh boy, I'm nervous, but uh, <laughs> well, wasn't expecting this. Thank you, thank you. Happy to be here. Um, I'm looking at uh, the uh, Cornell Law School website for trial jurors um, for peremptory challenges. In a capital case, each side has 20 peremptory challenges when the government seeks the death penalty. Or in an other felony case, the government has six peremptory challenges. The defendant or defendants jointly have 10 peremptory challenges when the defendant is charged with a crime punishable by imprisonment of more than one year. And now we are the better <laughs> We are the better podcast. Oh, my God. He, Jen, I, I think you need to sing the celebratory song. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting to be up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome. All right, can't wait for that avocado toast after the show. Amazing. Thanks, Jen. And that's actually really good information that the the number of challenges you get is tied to the severity of what you're charged with, which makes sense. We never spoke. Fascinating. 
doesn't look good. Getting close to the end of the episode, Keith. Is this a two-parter? To consider the plea. No spoilers. One more time. Lindsay's telling him to plead out. Second degree. Okay. I didn't trust Jacobs, but I do you. You tell me to take manslaughter, I'll take it. Tell me. Whatever you say. Was that Barack Obama? <laughs> it was not. Oh, okay. <laughs> You'll see later. <laughs> I was thinking what an inappropriate time for a joke that was. <laughs> Inappropriate Barack Obama should be a regular it. character. Wow, Lindsay just flipped the script again. Now don't take it. We try the case. Death penalty on the line. Try the case. Oh, we're getting a whole second episode of the case, aren't we? Try the case. We need Eugene. I refuse to try this case until Eugene How gets How the hell could you say that? It's all circumstantial. We can yeah, make seriously. reasonable... Lindsay, he said he never met the victim. Now, they have a photograph of the two of them together. That was a Jealous coincidence. They were both attending. Coincidence? Or she went to check him out, but they never met. Come on, Lindsay. This guy is dead in the water. He was open to taking manslaughter. He was browbeaten into considering I don't care. Any way he gets there, he should be jumping at it. Don't be jumping on me. It's practically malpractice. I said don't be jumping on me. All right, all right. Would everybody just... Just calm down. 72 hours. That's the only time we have left. If we lose, he gets death. Death by lethal injection. They do that here. Tell me what the hell we have to convince the jury of reasonable doubt. He didn't do it. I know. That isn't enough. Yes, it is. We get people off. With evidence. He is innocent. Woof. He's innocent. Lindsay, what? You met him twice, man. You know what happened in that art class. Yeah, that's true. All right. Look. We all got on a plane and came out here. It wasn't to get... If you could have seen his technique, Bobby. It was so soft. It was so delicate he couldn't do this. Pushed around by some judge. <laughs> wasn't to get spat on by a cocky detective. And it wasn't to quit. Lindsay's right. We're fighters. We flew across country to fight for Dennis Mills. So that's what we do. 72 hours from now, the gloves come off, and we do what we do. Yes, Jimmy! That judge, that DA. Yes! Time for them to get a taste of us. Yeah! Boston Strong, baby! 617! This seemed to be so much better if everybody was there. Right? Wow. Yes, indeed. We have a first two we continued of the practice. That is absolutely crazy. I am fired up. Jimmy has got us going. And now it's time to get pretty again because we're going back on the YouTube. Check the link below, Phoenix. Because this is happening. Oh, it's happening. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, we're uh, I, yeah. Are we rolling? Are we good? Oh yeah, we're here, man. Oh oh my god, how yeah. exciting! Okay, well, we have just watched the epic conclusion of part one, entitled "New Evidence." Coming up next week will be the conclusion. But first, we have a new game or a new old game that we started last week, which is. Mike has 30 seconds to remember what just happened on the show. 30 seconds on the clock. What? Lindsay flies just to LA. Happened? Lindsay flies to LA to help her buddy from art class defend himself against a capital murder charge. She flies in the rest of the crew, except for Eugene and Rebecca who turn over every stone and decide that they should probably make this guy plead out. But in a last minute pep talk by Jimmy and Lindsay, they decide they are going to fight the good fight and show everybody in Boston who's boss to be continued next week when we see the actual case. Okay, how exciting. Plus, we met Anthony Held as our new antagonist judge. All right, we are only halfway through the story. But every episode must have... Ladies and gentlemen, the Out of Practice Podcast in unofficial, unsolicited, unfactual association with David E. Kelly Productions. Oh, wait, yeah, you do it now. I mean, what kind of operation are you running here? (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us... Colossal shit show, which which we've already proven at this point. Ladies and gentlemen, out of practice podcast <laughs> in unofficial, unsolicited, oh. unfactual association with David E. Kelly Productions proudly present Oopsie The Oopsies Celebrating excellence in acting good, lawyering good, guesting good, and being Tom Brady. Not to mention, this is where we rate the episode and stuff. Now, here are your hosts, Keith and Mike. What the hell are the oopsies? Well, the oopsies are a fake award show, which we always begin twice for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Where we hand out the coveted, the prestigious oopsie award, starting with... Hopefully you're lip syncing alone, uh, uh, along at home. Um, oh my Hopefully goodness, you Keith, I forgot we were back on alone. the internet. Look at what's happening up here. <laughs> you're on camera, sir. <laughs> what's happening? Locale mic. Um, oh my God. Most valuable lawyer. Well, this is tough because... We haven't done a lot of litigating yet, and most of the litigating we've done has been shot back into our faces. But Lindsay flew across the country for a case for a friend in hard, soft quotes. Hmm, that doesn't make any sense. Hmm. (laughs) She doesn't have a lot of evidence. She's going on gut, so I don't know if that makes her a good lawyer at all, to be honest. Well, no. Bobby's a smart lawyer here. Right, everyone's trying to bail except for Lindsay. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm, I'll let you give your answer and then I'll chime in because I have a theory. Okay, I'm gonna need to hear it. I'm, 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 I'm in a tight squeeze here. I mean, Jimmy and Eleanor, everybody's tracking down leads. They're doing their work. Jimmy is great for morale right now. 
Bobby's just kind of losing his shit, and I and I'm to be honest, I'm a little disgusted with Bobby because he's jealous. Boyfriend Bobby is not my favorite Bobby. Not a good look, no. And you know, other lawyer, look, other lawyer seemed to work. First lawyer seemed to work pretty hard to get this guy a, a good plea deal, uh, even though he hasn't really been paying too much attention. I, look, didn't, but he didn't do any of the follow up on the case itself. Like he didn't actually track down the other. The other suspects or the other people in the chat room. He was terrible. Yeah. I mean, Lindsay, I think. I'm going to just, I'm picking Lindsay. I, I don't have a good solid <laughs> defense of it, but she's. Okay. She's my buddy. All right. Well, here we go. This is going to be an interesting one because most of what happened in this episode, the lawyering was detective work doing research on all the people in the case and tracking down leads. And, uh, you know, clearly Eleanor did some talking to the nun and Jimmy did some faking a gun getting into the uh, apartment there. But you want to know who did the most work, who was actually calling those shots, who was the quarterback in tracking down all these leads. It was the most valuable para-lawyer, para-lawyer, I think Lucy is the MVL this this episode. Okay, now she did the best paralegaling. Well, she is the one who discovered that the nun had uh, background issues. She's the one who I think like tracked down all the people who are in the in the uh, in the chat room, and then you know Jimmy and folks they talked to them. But she's the one who actually orchestrated tracking down all of these yeah, She leads. actually came into the courtroom a couple times to, to drop some info. To bring in new information, important information. But Without her, none of these things would have happened. So we're allowed to let a paralegal win MVL? Have we decided? She hasn't passed well, the bar. Well, I mean, I, I, would, I would argue it doesn't pass the real bar, but clearly to pass a, the bar for the Out of Practice podcast, requires basic consciousness. Mm -hmm. So I think Okay, I, now I, let me say I this. I stipulate. Okay. I have to go into the metaverse here, but since Okay. Lucy as played by Marla Sokolov is also the only cast member who's actually liked any of our posts on social media. That's not I true. Dylan has too. Was it Dylan's actual account, his approved yeah. account? Okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, that makes it a little tougher. But regardless, I'm gonna I will concede your point, Keith, and we will give the MVL to Lucy Hatcher. All right, Lucy Hatcher with her first MVL. Oops. Well, think about it this way: Rebecca also started as a paralegal. She did pass the bar, but she has received many MVLs. So there is room to room for growth. Yeah, here that's what we on offer the here at the podcast. Yeah. All right, coming up next. Already famous because you've been on TV. Getting a paycheck. First entry on your IMDb. Way to go. But you're the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor on the episode. Oh, Keith, you know where I'm going with this. Well, obviously. So roll that bumper, baby. All right. The obvious, of course, the best guest actor, 
belongs to Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. 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 The Massachusetts. 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 That remix at the end, Keith, you really scratched it. <laughs> oh, this is what I do as opposed to having a job. Of course, that is Anthony held as Judge Wallace Cooper. Of course. He's electric every time he's on I'm so excited the, not only screen. do we get him for another episode, but as has been alluded, apparently we get him more than one more time. So thank goodness. And thanks for David well, e. Kelly recognizing when somebody is just stealing scenes and saying, you know what? Write him the hell in. Well, yeah. He also, if you are in the Kellyverse, uh, Anthony becomes a lead character on Boston Public, mm. which is... Uh, which is a show about a Boston public school, obviously. And he plays the vice principal, which of course is in the practice. They have a crossover. So as is frequent <laughs> in the David, David E. Kelly verse, uh, we, we might see him wearing a different hat as a different character, perhaps as a character from another David E. Kelly show. One can only hope. One can only hope. Okay. We've got more hardware to give out next up. You killed your podiatrist or blew the case But you let a single tear run down your face You're the best actor on the show You know, everybody was really great as usual, but I think it's... Kelly Williams is the featured actress on the episode. I don't think that's a surprise to everyone. And she once again shows just how excellent she is. I can't quite explain it yet. I don't know why she's so intrinsically driven to believe her friend from art class in this episode, but because of, I believe, because of Kelly Williams' performance, I believe that Lindsay has a reason. And I don't even mm. need to know it just yet, I believe she has a reason. And I can't tell if it's secret or if it's just maybe she doesn't understand it either, but I believe it. And and sort of this whole, all of the stakes of this episode hinge on us believing that she has a reason and thus going on the ride with her. Even in that scene in the uh, the holding cell where she's trying to convince him to take the plea and he for lack of a better term, almost assaults her physically somewhat. We see we see her go from determination to fear to consideration to resignation all in the span of a few seconds. And that is not something that just happens. That is, that is a skill uh, that an actor portrays. So I, I just think it's pretty, I think Kelly Williams really knocks it out of the park. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think it's her episode. I think she kills it. And and you're right. Like her motivations for supporting this guy on or anything. It makes me wonder how many times they like ghosted around a pottery thing in their art class. <laughs> like this this <laughs> maybe maybe Bobby's right. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um but uh yeah, no, I think she was great. I love her like last scene there where she sort of loses it a little bit, but like gets people to listen to her. Uh, it's a great performance, so congratulations to Kelly Williams for your best actor. Oopsie. 
All right, coming up next after he was phase two, what is this week's The Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady? Well, we tried. We tried phase two, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We tried we sure phase did. two in a yeah. lot of places. And what happened? People <laughs> didn't follow the rules. They crowded those bars. And they got forced back out of phase two. They got... Yeah. Yeah. So this week's Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady... Well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to leave Tom Brady's suspect tweets this week from practice, his sort of tone-deaf, insensitive tweets out of the mix. Oh, right. Uh, because they're not funny. But what would be funny is... Hmm. You're a bad boy, Tom Brady, so you're out of phase two and back into phase one, Tom Brady, is the winner of the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady because I want to see you type all of those words into the Instagram. Wait, wait, do it again. Bad boy. You were a bad boy, Tom Brady, so mm -hmm. you have to go from phase two back to phase one, Tom Brady. Tom, you're a bad boy, Tom Brady, so you have to go from phase two back to phase one. Tom Brady wins the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. I'm going to get carpal tunnel just on the uh, title. You know what we should do? Every week at the Tom Brady Award, we should show last week's. Oh, that's smart. So we can we can show off uh, what you're missing on Instagram at Out of Practice Podcast. Okay, it is time for the final award of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets. It's great. I gotta be honest. I love it. I'm in. New Judge is... Oof. God, I love New Judge. I'm loving the stakes. I'm loving everybody being fired up. What I didn't think was going to affect me so much until that last scene with Jimmy, not with Jimmy and Eleanor and everybody in the hallway was this home team pride where it's like, it's us, it's Boston versus LA, and we're gonna yeah, get these MFs. Sure. And I'm in, I'm here Thanks for Thanks for censoring it. it for this important podcast. Yeah, I'm here for it. Well, I don't know, Every everything we do on YouTube, another rule comes back I didn't know about, so I'm just trying to cut my losses. <laughs> uh, really enjoying it. Super psyched for the follow-up. I think the case is interesting. I think the potential of the case is more interesting than the case as it exists now, because clearly, like with the new evidence of them being at the museum, some somebody is pulling the strings here. And right, that right. intrigue, I think, is what's really, I'm really psyched for part two. I feel like part two could surpass part one, but I still really liked part one, so I'm gonna give it eight and a quarter spare tires. Oh. Okay. I punched whoa, the microphone. <laughs> Take that. I'm that fired up. Yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, it is tough to judge as part of a whole because we didn't really get that far. We sort of laid out what was happening in the case and met all the players, but nothing really happened. So, <laughs> well, I mean, some stuff happened. Well, they discovered things. But not a lot happened. So it was it was sort of like its own little Law & Order episode. Um, that said, obviously, I really, really love um, 
this new judge, this antagonist. I remember, I think I did watch this the night of, and I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to see Bobby and Anthony Head go at it. Like, oh my God, so much fun. Oh, the stare downs, right? The stare downs, and you know this is going to be, it's going to get crazy, and I can't wait for more. Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Massachusetts, Massachusetts, So I was looking forward to that since we started the podcast. So, uh, yeah, so that's Have you had that queued really up since fun. then? No, no, I made it this week. But I knew I had to do something with it. Oh, I'm so, uh, so understanding that this is sort of the setup for what's going to be the trial, which is going to be the exciting one next week, I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to give it eight and a half. Okay. It would get more if they brought in Eugene and Rebecca. Totally. So I, I don't understand why they're not there yet. So uh, we'll find we out. Must, did we see next week. Rebecca Washington at some point? Because in IMDb they 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 credit Steve Harris with credit only. But yeah, Rebecca we did Washington see Rebecca. Is, okay. Yeah, she was she was there. Um, so, but it's just, it's, it's an odd choice not to have two of your lead actors in the post Super Bowl episode. Well, clearly there were other obligations and we can write it off in the fiction as they got other cases going on back home. So somebody has got to see. Sure. But like, you don't have any other obligations. It's the Super Bowl episode. Yeah. You'd want the whole team in. Do we, you want the whole team, you know, I understand like you've, that's a lot of mouths to feed with a lot of secondary characters and storytelling to do. But I don't know. I just, even if you had Eugene sitting in the corner quietly brooding, that's like, oh, when are they going to call in? When are they going to call in Eugene yeah, to plan I mean, B this shit? it is weird. It is weird. But we'll find out what happens next week. Okay, folks, you have gotten through episode 73 of the Out of Practice podcast. I We hope we did your Super Bowl justice if you would like to talk to us you can reach out at out of practice podcast at gmail.com leave a comment right below here on the youtube we see everything hop on instagram and facebook at out of practice podcast join the jury leave us a rating and review on apple Podcasts or anywhere else just let us know where it is also donate to the show and help us out become a founding sponsor by clicking one of the two show notes either become a monthly contributor or you can leave us a one-time donation it does help maybe it doesn't always seem that way but we uh do, do use those funds to help us uh, better bring you a somewhat better podcast in addition <laughs> in addition let's not forget we're still in a national uh, global pandemic as well as uh, we still want to have the airways open for you to speak about uh, your thoughts on the social unjust, the social unrest in this country. But until then, remember to be safe. Load up those. Oh, I can't hear the theme song. Am I close? Almost, almost. Okay. Uh, send your phasers <laughs> back to phase one, you bad boys, and shoot off some laser sounds. Way to stick the landing. Laser sounds. <laughs>